Thank you again for being with us this morning. And I just want to have a shout out here to Jay and Debbie Peterson, who were part of the founding church. So thank you for being here. Um, we had a great number attend the celebration last night. I thought it was a great time together. I'm hoping you had a good time as well. Now, in view of our past history, uh, and so as not to disappoint some of you who were part of this church years ago, and knowing that I will disappoint many current members, I would like to say that numbers are very strange things. For example, a farmer went out to the field and he counted 297 cows, but when he rounded them up, he had 300. Go figure. Hey, I want you guys to, to keep coming. Uh, I, I did get into a fight once with the numbers 1, 3, 5, 7, and 9. I'm telling you, the odds were against me. Okay, with that out of the way, I want to say that numbers are very significant in Scripture as well. They often symbolically represent and convey spiritual truths and meaning, like the number seven, for example, which stands for completion or heavenly things, uh, perfection. And the number 40 that we're celebrating uh, this day, this weekend, is also significant in, in Scripture. It is mentioned over 100 times. It's most often used to measure the passing of time, 40 days, 40 nights, 40 years. And today, as we celebrate 40 years of being a church in this community of Elmhurst, uh, I want to talk about that for just a moment. 40 years is a very long time, actually. Uh, and it's easy to forget important things in our life that God wants us to remember in that amount of time. Maybe that's why God commands his people in the scripture to remember important journey uh, episodes in their faith journey with him. After coming to the end of their 40 years in the wilderness, as you know, Moses gives the people of Israel some instructions before they enter the Promised Land. His instructions are really the entire book of Deuteronomy. And Moses repeats the word and command to remember over and over again throughout the book. As they get ready to go in, he's looking back over the last 40 years, and he says, I want you to remember this. I don't know about you, but I, have a, I do have a hard time remembering things. And uh, for instance, Linda and I um, can watch a movie we saw years ago, and it's like watching it for the first time. <laughs> Go figure that. We know we've seen it, just can't remember what it's about. So we watch it again. Why? We forget. I'm amazed. Uh, some of the things we showed in the video last night, I had totally forgotten. I, I, and I got home, I said, I don't, I don't even remember doing that. And um, God knows we need to keep reminding ourselves about the truths of who he is, what he has done, what he has said, in order to keep our faith vital and fresh. I read an interesting book recently titled Preaching as Reminding. And it's a book... Uh, about preaching, and his basically, his thesis is, you know what preaching is? It's just helping people remember what God has said. 
And I think there's some truth in that. Well, this is what Moses is doing in the book of Deuteronomy. So we're going to, today we're going to, I'm going to preach through the entire book of Deuteronomy. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I take a break. We, are, we have been studying the book of Isaiah. I'm going to take a break today, and uh, we're going to look at, a, at some things in, in the book of Deuteronomy. And Moses is helping people remember some very important things that happened in their last 40 years uh, the journey in the wilderness, and he wants them to remember what God did, what God said, and how he led them. It's important we do the same thing. What things should we remember over the last 40 years at, at West Sub? I believe it's the same things that, some of the same things God asked his people to remember in Deuteronomy and the rest of Scripture. So there's an insert in your bulletin to follow along in the message today if you want to take that out. If you just want to listen, that's fine. If you didn't get an insert, our ushers would be happy to give you one. Just lift your hand. They'll help you out with that. Uh, I want to point out four things from Deuteronomy that we need to remember over the last 40 years and kind of parallel with Israel coming out of 40, their 40 years in the wilderness. Four things from Deuteronomy, and I have one extra thing that we find in the New Testament, especially for us, New Testament believers, God asks us to remember. First, God asks us to remember where we came from. Where we came from. Moses asked the children of Israel multiple times, actually, in Deuteronomy, to remember that they were once slaves in Egypt. Don't forget that. <laughs> it's very important. Uh, until God stepped into their lives and answered their prayers, they lived miserable lives in bondage in Egypt. And Deuteronomy 5, verse 15 is one place you see this. He says, you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out of there by a mighty hand, by an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. In West Sub's ministry, <clears throat> Do you remember where you came from? Where we came from? How many of you remember who invited you to West Sub for the first time? I see your hand. Wow. Don't ever forget. Uh, how many of you remember how you came to West Sub? What was it that brought you? Do you remember some? Wow. That's fantastic. God calls the people of Israel to remember where they came from. At West Sub, over the years, we came from all different walks of life, in different places in our spiritual lives. Some were not even saved yet. Some were hurting, just looking for a community. Some just moved here, looking for a church home. We all came from somewhere. But it was God who led us here, to this church, to these people. And he doesn't want us to forget that. Why does God want us to remember where we came from? Well, it's pretty obvious. He wants us to appreciate what he did for us in a redemptive way, first of all, and so that we'll never forget or take that for granted that he's the one who's leading our lives. In ancient Israel, there was a perpetual reminder of where they came from in the feast of the Passover. In Deuteronomy 16.3, uh, says, you shall not eat, un eat leavened bread with it. In seven days you shall eat it with unleavened bread. 
the bread of affliction, for you came out of the land of Egypt in haste, so that you may remember all the days of your life the day you came out of the land of Egypt. For us New Testament believers, we're also called to remember where we came from. Paul says to the Ephesians in Ephesians 2, 11 and 12, therefore remember that you, formerly you, the Gentiles in the flesh, who are called the uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision, which is performed in the flesh by human hands, remember that you were at that time separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Remember where you came from. It's vital to your spiritual life and your walk with God to appreciate what he's done for us. And that's the next thing we look at. The second thing we need to remember at the end of our 40 years is remember what God did for you. And it's actually tied to the first one. Remember where we came from. Uh, the reason we remember where we came from is, the, is that it's in the past tense is because of what God did for us. How God redeemed us. Deuteronomy 15, 15, you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you. Therefore, I command you this day. What I found striking as I did this study, especially on this particular point, what God did for us, is beginning with our redemption, is that the redemption, from God's standpoint, is personal. <laughs> it's, it's very personal. Uh, listen to Deuteronomy 4.37. He says to the people, because he loved your fathers, therefore he chose their descendants after them. And he personally brought you from Egypt by his great power. What I want to just share is that that text is emphatic. God redeemed them personally. The Hebrew word he uses for personally is bapanayim. It means with his face. In his, with his presence, he redeemed them. Personally. He didn't send an angel, another mediator. He did it himself. That's how much he loves us. And of course, we know in Jesus, he came in person to deliver each and every one of us who have placed their faith in Jesus. He came to deliver us from our sin by dying in our place so that we might receive the free gift of eternal life when we believe in Jesus, his Messiah. For God and for us, redemption is always personal. Face to face, person to person. He doesn't want us to forget that. Remember what God did in redeeming us, and secondly, remember what God did in the ways he's provided for us. This is what Moses says to the children of Israel, you guys need to remember how he led you, how he provided for you. Yes, you had some hard times, but listen to Deuteronomy 8, 2 to 5. You shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was actually in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. He humbled you, he let you be hungry. He fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but by, he, man lives by everything that proceeds 
out of the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing didn't wear out, nor did your foot swell these 40 years. Thus you are to know in your heart that the Lord your God was disciplining you as a man disciplines his son. His relationship with us, he was there for us. Not for a moment was he not taking care of each and every one of us over the last 40 years. You know, the hard times are meant to teach us that he's faithful. The good times are opportunities to celebrate his goodness. What struck me is when we fail to remember what God has done for us, it actually grieves God and, and, and stifles our walk with him. Listen to what the psalmist says, reflecting on the wilderness journey in Psalm 78, verses 41 to 43. He says, again and again, they tempted God and pained or grieved the Holy One of Israel. Why? They didn't remember. They didn't remember his power. The day he redeemed them from the adversary, when he performed his signs in Egypt and his marvels in the fields of Zoan, they did not remember. And God was grieved you see. And their walk with him was stifled. They lost their spiritual vitality because of that. God has provided for West Sub over the last 40 years in many, many, many ways, too many to count. From its very beginning, he sent just the right people at just the right times to minister at crucial points in our ministry. He has time and time again provided finances that we needed when it didn't look like it was going to happen, he came through over and over again. I can tell you stories. Even back when Steve was here, Bob Hills and Elder Aaron, I remember conversations. Are we going to make it? Just a couple thousand left in the bank. We didn't know. What we did know was our God will provide, and he has, <laughs> sometimes miraculously. He's provided this beautiful building that has allowed us to be more effective and broaden our ministry in this community in many, many, many ways. We're totally blessed by this provision. Listen, Jesus calls his church to remember the things we've received. Don't forget this, see. Uh, it's that important in order to keep us awake spiritually and vital in our relationship with him. Listen to what Jesus said to, to the church at Sardis in Revelation 3.3. 3. So remember what you've received and heard and keep it and repent. Therefore, if you don't wake up, I'll come like a thief. You will not know the hour that I will come to you. Notice the connection between remembering and spiritual vitality. Wake up. So it's that important. Remember what you, where you came from. Remember what God did for you. Third, we need to remember at the end of our 40 years, as Israel did, those who led us, those who led us, the pastors, the elders, the teachers, the mentors, the counselors, all kinds of people, each one of us, have had an impact in our life, touched our souls, brought us further, helped us out of pits, 
rejoiced with us and wept with us. All of us have those people. Remember them. Remember the impact they've had in our lives. It's considering the days they spent together in the wilderness, Moses says it this way, it, to remember those who led them. He says in Deuteronomy 32, verse 7, you shall remember the days of old. Consider the years of all generations. Ask your father. He'll inform you. Your elders, they'll tell you. You know, in the New Testament, uh, it's also something we're taught to remember. In Hebrews 13, 7, remember those who led you who spoke the word of God to you, and considering the result of their conduct, imitate their faith. Don't ever forget the impact they've had in your life. Remember where you came from. Remember what God did for you. Remember those who led you. And four, we need to remember the words God gave us. It's the fourth thing we see in Deuteronomy. But it's one thing that stands in common all through the ages of God's people. God sent to his people prophets, priests, angels, apostles, pastors, and teachers to do what? Give them his word. Explain his word. <laughs> and God asked them and us to remember the words that they taught us through their ministry. Deuteronomy 4.10, remember the day you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb when the Lord said to me, Assemble the people to me that I may let them hear my words so that they may learn to fear me all the days they live on the earth and they may teach their children. I could say without question that the core of West Sub's ministry over the last 40 years has been the faithful teaching, preaching, ministering of God's word. And God asks us to remember not only those who taught us, but what they, what they taught us. And he doesn't want us just to remember the words. He wants us to let those words, from his words, sink deep into our heart and transform our lives. Deuteronomy 4, 39 and 40, Moses says, Know therefore today and take it to your heart. Don't just take it to your head. Take it to your heart that the Lord, he is God in heaven above and earth below. There is no other. So you shall keep his statutes and his commandments, which I'm giving you today, that it may go well with you and your children after you, so that you may live long in the land in which the Lord your God has given you for all time. In the New Testament, we're given the same charge. 2 Peter 3, 2, you should remember the words spoken beforehand by the holy prophets and commandment of our Lord and Savior spoken by your apostles. Remember those words. And in Jude 1.17, but you, beloved, ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. The New Testament. That brings us to the final thing I'll mention today that God wants us to remember at the end of our 40 years at Wasub which Moses and ancient Israel didn't have the privilege to remember. But we do. We see it in Paul's instruction, actually, to his son Timothy, 
spiritual son Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. You know what he says? Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, descendant of David, according to my gospel. No matter what else we do in ministry, we can never forget Jesus, front and center, high and exalted. Jesus actually helps us with that as well, doesn't he? Uh, he gave us a ritual to do regularly together that's all about him and what he's done. So we remember what he's done, we remember where we came from, and we remember what he said. He doesn't want us to forget it. Of course, I'm talking about communion, taking the bread and the wine or juice in remembrance of him, which we'll celebrate together in a few minutes. When 40 years had passed, God did some very significant things in the lives of his people in Israel. Very significant. Too many to talk about today, and I'm not going to preach through Deuteronomy. I wish I could, but I won't. I know. Thank you for that note of appreciation. <laughs> God has blessed West Sub in many, many ways, as I said, over these last 40 years. You know these, you know these things. Uh, many people have heard the gospel come to faith in Jesus. Many also have been baptized, turned their lives over. You've heard some of the stories who serve him today faithfully as Lord of their lives. It happened here, West Sub. Been discipled, equipped to serve in the kingdom of God. This church has ordained five men over my tenure to the gospel ministry. That's quite an honor and a privilege for any church to have. You know what, in honor of our 40 years together, I'd like to offer a challenge to all of us. Um, it's, I call it the 40-day, West Sub's 40-day spiritual challenge in our 40th year. And uh, you can pick one up right down here on this table after, so if you want to, I invite you to, to, to join with us, 40 days, 40 day challenge. Uh, these challenges, what they do, each day there's a different challenge. They're not hard. They cover a wide variety of aspects of our Christian life to stretch us a bit. Let's get stretched. They include enhancing our devotional life in several ways. Memorizing scripture, reading this, and answering a couple questions. Um, Bible reading, fasting. There will be opportunities on here for witness, a, a, a way to witness to someone, or minister to others by how you can serve somebody that day. Challenges, giving, sharing, and on and on. There's a few other odds and ends thrown in. 40 days, one each day. You can actually start any day, you can start tomorrow. Um, but start soon, because I'd like to see us uh, complete this by the end of the year. And if you do get through all the challenges, I would like you to tell me, because I'd like to do something special. I'm not embarrassing you or anything. Well, maybe I will. But uh, <laughs> it would be an honor if you would tell me that you did this and what God did through it. I'd really love to hear that. 
So they're up here. Uh, if we run out, we can make some more. 40-day uh, challenge, I encourage you to take advantage of that. Just stretch your spiritual life a little bit. Uh, I know I'm going to be stretched. Uh, it actually says, one of them is, uh, the next, everybody you meet today, smile at them. Okay? You're, listen to me. Some of you are going to get way out of your comfort zone in this stuff. <laughs> okay. Well, transitioning. Uh, as part of our worship, we, every Sunday, offer uh, our financial gifts to the Lord to honor Him. You, you know, don't you, He doesn't need these gifts that, you, that we give. He doesn't need them. Um, they simply represent our heart's devotion to him. This substance that we have that's really, really important to us, it's part of our life, our living. We need kind of this to survive. And we're offering it to him as a gift to honor him. It's a way to honor him first in our lives. Say, I know this is, belongs to you, uh, I am giving back to you uh, because you are worthy and the source of all the good that I have. That's all. So please feel free to worship the Lord in this way. I'm going to ask the ushers to come forward at this time and we'll have a word of prayer together for this offering. <clears throat> Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the book of Deuteronomy. Um, and the things that Moses told them before entering the next 40 years. What did they need to remember? They need to remember where they came from, what you did for them, those who led them, and the words you spoke to them. And we need to remember those as well. And we also need to remember Jesus. Remember that he's risen from the dead and seated at your right hand, Lord of all, King of kings, we honor him today with these gifts. Pray for, that you would bless them and allow this ministry to continue in effective ways as a result. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.